Welcome to 11 on the Ice Overtime. I'm Albie Oxenrider with the old 2-9er, Phil Bork. Hi, Phil. Hi. <laughs> Dan. Caught me off guard. I'm, okay, I'm ready now. Yeah, he was. And Dan Kovacevic as well. Hey, listen, the, the Penguins won. They beat the New Jersey Devils to snap their losing streak. However, the injuries are mounting. Like every team, they have to navigate their way through. Uh, we know about Malkin and Teddy Bluger. Now, Brandon Tanef now injured. Uh, talk about the challenges that they're facing right now, guys. Well, I'll tell you the the, the you, you know you didn't even mention Jason Zucker, yeah, and, he, right. and he's missing too. And you know he skated today on his own for the first time, and that was that was welcome news. Uh, I'd like to be optimistic about Gino just because he went out for another shift, you know. And I don't think they would have let him do that if they deemed right away that it was something serious. Uh, but this team's gonna have a rough time with this. I, I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I don't look at the current players in the bottom six, at least not all of them, and say, hey, this is the answer. I don't see Mark Jankowski contributing much. I don't see Colton Sevier contributing much. Uh, I think if you're Ron Hextall, you've got to be scouring the waiver wire pretty good right now, or at least thinking about minor trades that wouldn't involve significant cap movement. You know what I'm saying, Phil? I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, listen, I started working on the radio side in 2003 it seems like every year that's all we talk about is injuries with this club yeah. is this crazy it's it's just every single year and not just minor guys mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. fringe guys we talk about major guys i mean last year Sidney crosby missed 28 games and the penguins pulled up their bootstraps they went 18 6 and 4 it was the second best record in the whole league without Sidney crosby yeah. in the lineup so they're gonna have to do it again without gino the one thing with with gino they're saying, you know, week to week, it's better than longer term or yes. or month to month. I mean, mm-hmm. to think he might be back. The tan of thing concerns me, upper body, um, to know he, he went out for warm up and that, you know, you're thinking it's probably not concussion. I'm thinking shoulder and I'm hoping that he's okay with the, the style that he plays. You're right. Great news about Jason Zucker. Yeah. Because we could definitely use him back in the lineup. The one thing for the Penguins, they have multi-tool guys. they got guys that can play all three forward positions, and they're going to have to play their best for the Penguins to keep hunting down the Islanders and the Washington Capitals. And, um, man, it just seems like year after year the Penguins have to deal with major injuries, and here we go again. Number one in the NHL in that in that category. Yeah, oh, I'm talking about for the past decade. Yeah. I mean, no, that, that's actually like if somebody looked that up. Number one in the NHL in man games lost over the last decade. Let's stick with Brandon Tanev and talk about the hit from earlier in the week. Uh, major for boarding, uh, game misconduct. Uh, we talked about an 11 on the ice on Channel 11 this week, and, and uh, almost down the line, this was felt to be a clean hit by Tanev on Tonorti. It was a clean hit. It was actually a textbook hit. The arms were tucked. He hit him right in the, in the, in the torso. The upper body didn't catch him in the in the back in the numbers. Uh, wasn't a hit to the head. Uh, but listen, I understand the way the rule book reads, and I understand down on the ice level things are a little bit different than us watching it. Uh, you know, with our feet up on our couch or a hundred feet up in the press box. Right. When you saw Jared Tenorti laying there on the ice, and I'm going to get graphic here, it looked like he was dead. His arm was limp. It looked like he was out cold, and I think he was out cold. So by definition of the rule book, you can give a major penalty in the violence of the hit, how violently you propel a player into the boards. Agree with it, disagree with it. As far as the hit, yes, the hit was clean, but because of distance traveled, and remember, Brandon Tanev came about 40 feet uh, from the middle of the ice to deliver that check. it's It's hard to disagree completely. I understand where the referees were. They felt like 
man, this kid's a major injury right here. This guy looked dead. It was a violent check, and they felt like they were doing the right thing, but they also knew, man, this could go either way. They, I think they had a tough time of saying, no, we can't give this guy anything mm-hmm. the way that Tenorti was laying uh, on and the And they, they can't, you know, they, specifically, they can't go to Toronto. They can't send the call. This stupid rule that the NHL has had on the books now, this is the second year of it, where unless it's a major penalty, Toronto can't review it. They first have to call a major, even if they don't think it was. And if you're looking at Francois Saint Laurent behind the play, his right arm never flinches. Never so he, penalty, he didn't yeah. think it was. Uh, you know, Phil, you played this game. You played it in a fast way and in a physical way. And I'll ask you if you're a player and you're making that approach yeah. as Brandon Tanev is, what's going through your head? Yeah. No, you know, that, that, you're that's thinking, the thing. It's got to be in the front. Let, let me throw a couple things in here. Albie and Dale, let me throw a couple things in here. And you wonder if the referees just talked for a little bit back up earlier in the game. Who delivered the check against Malkin? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was Tenorti. And, okay? and who and also wonder, knocked Teddy Bluger out with the cross check the night before? Okay, but, but this is more of Tanev going after Tenorti, mm-hmm. who delivered the check against Gino. Mm-hmm. Thinking, is this payback here? Sure. Here's the other thing, and I think both of us agree on this. If you look at, at, at Tenorti, who's been around a while, he's a former first-round pick of the Montreal Canadiens, there's some onus that falls on Tenorti yes. to protect yourself. Yes. He's dumping the puck in. He has to feel the pressure coming from Tanev. He does not protect himself at all. You, you just can't leave yourself wide open to get checked like that. And falling backwards, you're on one foot, you're dumping the puck in. Uh, some responsibility yeah, falls on, Tana, uh, on Tenorti to protect himself better in that situation. That's what a, a team official told me uh, that night at PPG Paints Arena. That, that he said, look at Tenorti's left skate. He had placed all of his yeah. body weight Left on himself that. wide open. And if you're skating and you're moving forward and you're leaning into the dump the way you have to as a hockey player to go for the hard wrap around the boards, you're off balance. Yeah. And you're not really concerned about being off balance because all of your focus and your momentum is up here. It's upper body, it's torso, it's arms. And he just said, you know what, I'm going to complete this play. I'm not going to protect myself. Well, is that Tanev's responsibility? I mean, look, I know we all hope Jared Tenorti gets better. You know, this isn't, I'm not saying this in some cold way. But yeah, I agree with you, Phil, completely. A lot of that onus is on him. All right. Talking about segues, hard rap. That's what I'm getting right now. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say thank you, Phil. Thank you, Dan. I'm Albie Ox. I'm going to thank you for being with us on 11 on the Ice Overtime, brought to you by Honda. See you next time.